Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 468 of the Talking Drivers podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here. It is September 14th, 2023. It's an off day for the Padres. They resume their 2023 disappointing season tomorrow in Oakland. Three games there against a really bad A's team. Bob Melvin returning to Oakland. I'm not really going to talk about that series a whole lot. I mean, we can preview it a little bit if you want, but I mean, who cares really? about these games the games don't matter the season's over but there was something that happened around major league baseball earlier today and heim bloom who is the chief baseball officer of the boston red sox entering today he was that this morning he ended up getting fired by the boston red sox and so the red sox are one of the multiple teams now that have seen okay we need to make a change and bring someone else in, new direction of the ball club. New York Mets, Billy Epler is still there, but they brought in David Stearns, right? That's a different lead guy. The Chicago White Sox, a lot of losing seasons, failure, disappointment. They saw, all right, we need a change, and they brought in a new, well, I don't want to say new guy because Chris Getz, he was still there, but they made a change there. They said, Ken Williams, Rick Hahn, you're gone, right? We'll see what happens with some other teams in baseball. But the Red Sox, they make this move. And the Padres, obviously, that's where my thought goes when any move around baseball happens, for the most part, especially nowadays with like GM, president of baseball operations, chief baseball officer for the Red Sox part. When any move like that happens, I immediately think about the Padres. Oh, should the Padres follow in their footsteps? Should the Padres do what the Red Sox did? Fire A.J. Preller. I'm someone that has supported A.J. Preller in the past. And I'm someone that thinks that A.J. Preller is still a very bright baseball mind. And he definitely knows what he's doing in some areas in baseball. And I respect the work ethic, the lack of sleep, and all the stories that we hear. But I think that the track record should speak louder than all of that than Peter Seidler's relationship with A.J. Preller. I think it should speak louder. And the results just are not there with A.J. Preller as the lead guy. Now, you could say, well, Heim Bloom, the results were not there with the Boston Red Sox. So why would the results be here with the San Diego Padres? And that's it's a valid question. But just because it didn't work with the Red Sox, that doesn't mean that it's guaranteed to not work with the Padres. And I'll go into comparing AJ and Heim Bloom here 
because that's what I really want to do. Like, who would be better? Because Heimblum, obviously, he is available now. And you might look at the Boston Red Sox and see the track record with Heimblum being the, not GM, because Brian O'Halloran, he is now like the, the lead guy there. He was the GM even before this morning when Heimblum ended up getting fired. But as the lead guy since 2020, start of 2020, that was his first season as like the lead guy. Fifth place finish, second place, fifth place, fourth place in the division. So it's not that great of a track record there, right, in terms of major league results. But there's definitely some things that I think it's worth explaining about Heimblum and why you shouldn't spend too much time on that about, oh, didn't have success at the big league level with the Red Sox. So it's not going to happen with the Padres if the Padres want to go in that direction. Now, obviously, I want to say this before we get even into this. I don't think A.J. Preller is going to get fired. So this half hour, however long I go on about this, it might not mean anything. Probably won't mean anything. Probably wasting time here, just being honest, because I don't think A.J. Preller is going to be fired. I think Peter Seidler, him saying A.J. is excellence, he's not going to go fire A.J. Preller you know, months after saying that. I just don't see that happening. I will be pleasantly surprised if Peter ends up pulling the trigger and fires A.J. Preller. When A.J. Preller has a contract with the Padres, I believe, through 2026. So he's going to be here. like, Or he's going to get paid through those years. And Peter, all he has done is talk glowingly about A.J. Preller. So I just don't see that full 180 flip. And sure, losing has continued months after he made those comments, I think on July 1st, to Kevin A.C. in Cincinnati. AJ is excellence. He isn't going anywhere. I believe in stability, right? All that stuff. Um, things have changed, right? Like, well, I shouldn't say changed. It's been a longer track record now this season of losing. But again, I just think that Peter's so attached to AJ. I don't see it happening. I think he gets one more season. And if this happens again next season, then Peter's going to have no choice but to relieve AJ of his duties. Um, so Heimblum, AJ Preller, do I want Heimblum? Would I rather have AJ Preller still over Heimblum? I'm going to get into that. As always, if you want to join the show, you can click that link that's pinned up at the top of the chat to give your thoughts on this. If you have any other Padres thoughts, feel free to do that. Or in the comment section, the chat, you can use that super chat button to support the channel. I appreciate anyone that does that. And I will definitely get to all of those comments. And a reminder, you can use my SeatGeek code TalkingFriars, $20 off your next order there. And BreakingT.com, you can click the link in the description for some great San Diego sports swag. And FOCO, some great Padres bobbleheads collectibles that they have there as well. Okay, so Heimblum, obviously done with the Red Sox. Three out of his four seasons there were losing seasons. But I want to put some context on this because probably some Padre fans that are listening to this or are watching this, they don't follow the Boston Red Sox day in, day out. And I don't either. But research, and I'm a baseball fan, so I think I follow all the other teams in Major League Baseball a little bit more than probably some people in the audience do. Some people are probably just Padres. Padres and other sports, that's just that. You know, they don't follow the Red Sox too much. 
But context, I think, is important because some will look at this and be like, this is just another A.J. Preller that the Padres would be bringing in. A guy that had one championship series run, right? ALCS that Heim Bloom took the, took the uh, Red Sox to in 2021. But then it's been bad in the other years. So it's the same same guy, right? Why would you just why would you make a change then? But it's a little bit different. The Mookie trade. I think a lot of people think of Heim Bloom and they're like, the Mookie trade, he's the guy that traded Mookie bets. And the return that the Red Sox got for Mookie bets, Alex Verdugo, Jeter Downs, I forget who the other guy was. Connor Wong, I think. It's been bad. And obviously, the Dodgers have won that trade. They extended Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is one of the best players in baseball. He might end up winning the National League MVP. Him and Ronald Acuna Jr. are going to be fighting for that this year, right? So obviously, he's that's going to be always attached to his name with his Boston Red Sox tenure. And it's like, yeah, that was a dumb decision on Heim Bloom's part for like the casual baseball fan. But you can't put that trade on him because that was an ownership thing. If Heimblum wanted to keep Mookie Betts, he would have kept Mookie Betts. You don't trade, you don't opt to trade Mookie Betts if you have the choice. That was an ownership thing. Ownership kind of hung him out to dry there. They bring him in and they pretty much tell him, yeah, you got to trade Mookie Betts. We're trying to get our payroll down, trying to get under the luxury tax. We don't want to give him 300 plus million dollars, whatever their reasoning was, that's not on Heimblum. So let's just forget about the Mookie trade because that's, I don't think that should really be a big part of this. He's made some unemotional decisions. And after it, he's been very emotional about that. You know, Xander Bogarts. In fact, it happened here in San Diego. He was at the winter meetings here in San Diego this past offseason. News comes down that the Padres, they go sign Xander Bogarts. Obviously, big contract, $280 million. And there are pictures of Heim Bloom at the San Diego airport, like in tears. And there's a um, an article out, I think it was Boston Globe that put it out, after this happened, detailing everything. Maybe it was The Athletic. I forget what publication it was. But like, Heim Bloom cares about his players, and he didn't want to see Xander leave. But he made the unemotional decision and was like, I'm not going to give him that big of a contract. And I don't think we should put that much. Now, Red Sox fans that know more about the team, maybe they will tell me differently. But I wouldn't put that much on Xander Bogarts leaving the Red Sox on Heim Bloom either, just like Mookie Betts. I know Bogarts was free agency. Betts was a trade. But with, with the, the Bogarts thing, ownership, they're the ones that offer the player the money. I know the GM is part of that, right? The president or the chief baseball officer with the Red Sox case. But ownership is usually who goes and offers the contract, right? They have to approve the contract offer. And they severely lowballed Xander Bogarts. If Heim Bloom had the opportunity and it was just his money, right? Only him, only his decision. Would he have offered Xander Bogarts that low amount of money? in, I think, spring training going into the 2022 season. Would he have offered that much, or the lack of that much money to Bogart? Because it was a low ball, and Bogart has said that in the past. 
I think he said it right after he signed with the Padres. And he was hurt by that with the Red Sox, right? Heim Bloom would have offered more money, I think. If it was solely up to him, just like if it was solely up to him, he would have kept Mookie Betts. He would not have traded Mookie Betts. So I think those decisions, those are on ownership. You could blame the Trevor Story signing, maybe, on Heim Bloom. Like he wanted to go out, get him as like a replacement for Bogarts because he probably knew, yeah, probably weren't going to bring back Bogarts. Wanted to make a signing. You can blame him for that. But that's something that's not the Bogarts contract, right? Preller buying at the peak of Bogarts and giving him an 11 year deal, $280 million. What Hein Bloom did was, yeah, I'm going to take a risk here. Go sign, I think, trade, did trade for Trevor Story and then signed him. No, no, no. I think they signed him in free agency. I'm going to sign Trevor Story, but it wasn't for a decade. Like, that's the difference between Bloom and Preller, you know? Part of the difference. And so, yeah, there's been some bad decisions by Hein Bloom, just like every general manager in baseball, every president or chief baseball officer, whatever you want to say. But it doesn't seem like he maximizes like the bad move, if that makes sense. Like he doesn't, you know, the bad move, it's not a huge contract. It's more of what was the Trevor Story contract? Trevor Story, I think it was like six years, six years, 140, I want to say. Trevor Story contract. Yeah, six years, 140. Like that's. That's nothing compared to the Xander Bogarts contract. 11 for 280, right? The farm system for the Red Sox was 30th in 2019 before Heim Bloom came in. It's now fifth per Baseball America. So just like Preller, he is able to transform a farm system. And Heim Bloom has not traded those top prospects in deals to go get a superstar. Right. And I know it's different situations. Red Sox weren't going all in. Padres are going all in. But he hasn't done that. He has believed in the prospects and he has wanted to see those guys come up at the big league level. Right. That's been his organizational philosophy, if you will. Right. That's not really what AJ is. That, at least in the past, that's not what he's been committed to doing. So I'd, I'd probably rather go the Heim Bloom route with that. He made solid additions. Justin Turner, Adam Duvall, they turned out being great signings when they've been on the field. Duvall, I think, got hurt. But Justin Turner's been a solid addition. Where A.J. Preller's, those additions, Matt Carpenter, Nelson Cruz, Adam Engel, right? Like, those moves haven't worked out. So there's been a little bit of the player evaluation. Heim Bloom has kind of nailed that more than A.J. There's been no reports at least that I've seen, no like national Ken Rosenthal reports of micromanaging, of distrust in the front office and all that stuff, you know, clubhouse front office stuff, right? I haven't seen that, right? Where there was that big AJ Preller report from Dennis Lynn and Ken Rosenthal in, it was after 2021, right? There was that report. That came out. And there's been more of that, obviously, of micromanaging, not letting people do their jobs, wanting to have an input on everything in the organization, right? I haven't seen that with Heim Bloom. And I'll get more into Heim Bloom and communication and stuff. Again, stuff that I have seen, uh, that I've read 
going back to the Tampa Bay days because that's how he got the Boston Red Sox job, and he didn't just forget the experiences that he had with Tampa Bay, right? He's known as developing pitching, something that the Padres have not been able to do, that A.J. Preller has not been able to do in this organization. He was named Tampa Bay Director of Baseball Operations in 2011, promoted to the Vice President of Baseball Operations when Andrew Friedman left for the Dodgers. And Friedman and Bloom, obviously, work together with the Rays. Look at what Andrew Friedman is doing with the Los Angeles Dodgers. A team, by the way, that is willing to spend more money than the Red Sox were willing to spend with Heim Bloom there, right? The Padres, a team probably going to shed some payroll, but Heim Bloom is definitely used to that, right? Probably going to shed some payroll in the offseason, but they have an owner that's willing to spend money. And the Red Sox, they might spend money in this offseason, right? They're under the luxury tax, I believe, trying to gear up and spend. But they didn't do that with Heim Bloom there. So it's kind of like I want to see Heim Bloom, kind of like David Stearns with the New York Mets. I'm sure Mets fans are like this. He did all that with the Milwaukee Brewers, that slow, that slow, that low payroll. I want to see what he does with the Mets, you know, when he has those financial resources and more resources at his disposal. With the Padres, it's kind of the same thing that I have with Heim Bloom if he could come to the Padres, if A.J. Preller is let go. Again, I don't think that A.J. Preller is going to get let go. So I think we, we could just be wasting time here. We probably are just wasting time. I just don't see Peter Seidler doing this. But Heim Bloom is available. That's a guy that I want. James Click is a guy I would be interested in. Um, continuing with the Tampa Bay thing here. He wrote the Rays way, came up with the Rays way, which was about like development, how to develop players in the Tampa Bay Rays system. And we know the Tampa Bay Rays have had a lot of success developing players, finding players that are not coveted, that would cost a lot of money, right? That A.J. Preller has done, right? He has paid those players a lot of money and tried to bring those players in, right? And brought in a lot of external players. With the Tampa Bay Rays, Heim Bloom, Tampa Bay Rays, Eric Neander, they really have developed players and found those little guys, those undervalued players, and tried to make the most out of them. And I feel like that's what the Padres are going to need to do here. Because Musgrove's locked up. We know Darvish and Xander and Tatis and Manny. There's a lot of money. Suarez. There's a lot of money locked up. Who knows what happens with Soto? Maybe they bring in a huge free agent in the offseason and, and they end up just being okay with Soto walking after the year or something. They're going to need development. They're going to need results at the big league level from the prospects. Right? And Heim Bloom, I don't think he really got to see that with the Boston Red Sox. Sure, there were some young guys that came up. And by the way, there were some where it was like, oh, this guy could be something, right? Brian Bayo, I think, is one of the pitchers for the Red Sox. But a lot of the top prospects, they haven't come up yet and really have seen what they are. And so the next GM of the Red Sox, the next chief baseball officer, is probably going to benefit from Heim Bloom. That worked there. And so I want to see. I want to see how these prospects end up working out or not working out for the Padres, the developing needs to get better. And Heim Bloom, it seems like the developing, at least with the Rays, that was his like calling card. Like that's what he's known for, developing the Rays way. He came up with that. 
that uh, player development handbook. 91 rosters with a sev- about $70 million payroll. Like, that's, that's what he did with the Tampa Bay Rays. You go back and look at the Tampa Bay Rays and the time that Heim Bloom, Heim Bloom excuse me, was with the Tampa Bay Rays. Look at the win totals, right? So 20, let's start with 2018, okay? 2018, third place in the division, but they won 90 games. 2019, made it to the ALDS. They lost in five games. They won 96 games that year. With a payroll, that was like $70 million, right? Uh, 2020 short season, but they obviously made it to the World Series. Bloom wasn't there, but some of his work ended up, you know, blossoming, if you will, in 2020 and probably still to this day because he was big in the development of these players. And there are trades that they have fleeced other teams, right, with the Pittsburgh Pirates and Tyler Glass now. I know he's gotten hurt and all that, but I'm I'm sure he was a part of that. Um, So it's things like that where it's like, okay, developing players. What have the Padres had a struggle with doing? Developing young players, having them come up and be really impactful star players with the Padres. It just has not happened, right? Bloom, and here, here's a quote. I was looking this up this morning. Heim Bloom, his Red Sox introductory press conference, and this is about collaboration, right? Kind of a difference between him and Preller, at least from what we've read. In a lot of really good organizations, including the one I just came from, Tampa Bay Rays. This was, again, at his Red Sox introductory press conference. There are a lot of conversations and collaboration. Nothing is handed down. Things are talked through, ideas are bounced off, and it's all with the idea of getting better. Things are talked through, collaborative. Nothing is handed down. I think this was a a question about like if the lineup was going to be handed to Alex Cora, the manager, because there was talk about that with the Rays, right? How analytical they are, all of that, right? But with Bloom, it seems like it's not just about the lineups. That's about like everything. Collaborative. There's a lot of people in that Red Sox front office that we know their names. And I I obviously know people in the Padres front office, their names, because I obviously know a bunch about the Padres. But like national baseball fans know people in the Red Sox front office because they have a voice in that Red Sox organization. And from things that we have read about A.J. Preller, micromanaging, always being on the phone, always wanting to know everything and input on everything, maybe doesn't let people just do their jobs as much as other GMs and presidents of baseball operations do around Major League Baseball. It doesn't seem like Hein Bloom has that reputation. It seems like he lets people just do their jobs. You know? And I think I... I, I I was reading some stuff about maybe there not being the best relationship between Bloom and Alex Cora earlier this morning when I was reading stuff after this move came down. And that's some similarities between Preller and Bob Melvin. But I think it's okay to have some disagreements between the manager and the GM. It's when it goes beyond that, if that makes sense, is when that's the problem. Uh, but I, I don't really sense that that was really a big problem like Alex Cora and Heim Bloom. It felt like that was very much a collaborative thing. 
And Alex Cora was quoted pretty recently, like, yeah, things will be fine. Seems like things are going to be on, like, they'll be on the same page, right? But obviously that was before this happened. I don't know when Alex Cora learned of that news or anything like that. Um, but I saw this on Twitter. Let me pull this up here. It was it was from Alex Cora. Quote, yeah. Alex Cora on FEC's Bloom's vision of long-term sustainability. I believe so. I think we're in a good spot. This offseason, there's obviously going to be a few things we have to do. We know what we have to do. We just have to do it. Put a lot of emphasis on the young, controllable pieces on the position player and pitching side, along with how tough the AL East is. So some Padre fans like don't care. AL East, who cares? Whatever. But again, like emphasis, young, controllable pieces on the position player and pitching side that are going to be coming up on that Red Sox team. People that Heim Bloom selected in the draft, right, and identified. And those guys will come up and probably be significant players for the Boston Red Sox, just like what happened with the Tampa Bay Rays. Do the Padres have that? You look at the Padres farm system right now, Ethan Salas, years away. Robbie Snelling, years away. Dylan Lesko, years away. Go to the position player side as well. I mean, I'll go to MLB.com, the, the top prospect list that they have. Jim Callis, Jonathan Mayo, I believe, still is there. Jackson Merrill, okay, next year. But after that, and by the way, is that the best fit right now with the organization, with the infield, how it is? You know, he, he's an infielder. How is that going to work out? Don't know. Salas, 2026, expected arrival time. Snelling, 2026. Lesko, 2027. Zavala, 2025. That's the top five prospects right there. Iriarte, next year. Don't know how much of a, a big piece he's going to be next year. Adam Mazur could contribute next year, but it says 2025 here. Dylan Head, 2027. Brandon Valisuela, catcher, 2024. But we'll see how that situation ends up playing out. Nathan Martorella, 2025 like it's not next year right it's not next year so that's a problem i think with this organization like they need to have guys and eventually like when that time comes hopefully they're still with the Padres organization some of those guys will hit with this you know at the big league level and those will be cheap contracts for the Padres and that will really help keep that payroll uh, down where they don't have those penalties for draft picks and all that, right? Because we know how much this organization loves having the draft picks, right? Uh, but like Heim Bloom, it feels like he turned around that farm system pretty quick. And I'm not saying the Padres' farm system isn't good because Jim Callis would like he he came on the show earlier this season and mentioned like no, it's it's still in pretty good shape. The top prospects are just a couple years, a few years down the road. That's the only problem. But there, it's it's still in a pretty good spot, considering that a bunch of guys got traded for Juan Soto. You know, so I'm not saying that like the farm system's in a bad spot. It's just again, it goes back to the developing of the players. AJ Preller doesn't have a good track record as the GM of this franchise of being able to develop these players and make them be all-star not even all-star just 
really good players at the big league level, consistent big league players through the farm system in this organization. And from what I've read from Heim Bloom, seems like he's the guy to do that. And again, I don't think Preller's going to go anywhere, but I would be interested in Heim Bloom. Some would say it's, oh, it's just another A.J. Preller. Look at the, the record for the Red Sox with his time with the Red Sox and all that. But I would say it's a little bit different circumstances. And he wasn't put, I don't think, in the most fair spot. Where A.J. Preller, he's been allowed to spend all the money that he wants. He's been allowed to spend it. And look where the Padres are at. Jeff Passan, this is another thing that I saw this morning as well. At the time of the Heimblum hire, this was Jeff Passan's tweet. Maybe the most well-regarded exec in baseball without a GM title. And this was like him confirming news of Heimblum being added uh, as the Red Sox head decision maker on the baseball front office front, right? Most well-regarded exec in baseball without a GM title. He doesn't just lose all that skill here, right? He didn't just lose all of that with the Red Sox. So it's still in there. And again, just because it didn't work with the Red Sox, which had limits, doesn't mean that that means it's not going to work with the Padres. It doesn't mean that because it didn't work that it will work with the Padres. I'm not saying that it will, but I'm kind of at the point where it's like, why not try it? He is well-regarded in the baseball industry for a reason. Why not try it? A.J. Preller, he's been here for almost a decade. And look at the results. It's not good enough. So why not give it a try? What's the worst thing that it happens? What's the worst thing that happens with this? If the Padres do fire Preller, bring in Bloom, what's the worst thing that happens? It doesn't work out? Well, guess what? It hasn't worked out with A.J. Preller every year except 2022. Because 2020, it was a short season, and, okay, they won one wild card series against the Cardinals, but then they didn't win a game in the NLDS against the Dodgers. 2021, massive collapse. 2023, most disappointing season in franchise history. Went through the rebuild, all that. Tried 2015, didn't work. He's been allowed to hire a bunch of different managers, a ton of coaches. Peter Seiler says he values stability, but then allows A.J. Preller to have anything but stability with the coaching staff, right? Just constant turnover with the coaching staff. So see what happens. What's the worst that could happen? The same thing that is happening right now, right? So I would just try it. Maybe James Click, try him. I'm, I'm just at that point right now. Um, but yeah, Heimblum, there's some things where it's like, that's encouraging. Like, that's something that I would want as the leader of my front office, you know? Communication and, like he said, collaboration. Nothing is just handed down. Things are talked through. Ideas are bounced off of. And it feels like Bloom is the dude that is okay with listening to other opinions and taking the heat. Where A.J. Preller, it's been reported in the past that he has just a bunch of yes-men in that front office. And guys that he brings in, he didn't listen to them totally. Dave Cameron from Fangraphs is one of those guys that it's been reported that, yeah, he didn't really listen to him. He brings him in, and Dave Cameron didn't have as much of an input as he probably should have for a guy that Preller brought in to the organization. Didn't have as much of an input as he probably should have. 
But Heim Bloom feels like the guy that listens to everyone, listens to different viewpoints. If he has a different decision at the end of the day, okay, he has a different decision. But he listens. And I think the Padres organization could use that. I think they could use someone that has a track record of being good at developing players and bringing them up to the big leagues. Because, again, I think it's going to be crucial for this Padres team to be better in the development department and bring in some, not bring in, keep these top prospects and have them end up being impactful players at the major league level. Because Peter Seidler is not going to have this payroll every year. He's not going to have this payroll next year. Like that's been reported by multiple AC, Lynn. They're expected to decrease payroll. Probably not bringing back Hader. Probably not bringing back Snow. Like you're not going to keep doing this every year. It's great that they're, they're spending. And I'm not saying Seidler's going to turn into the Oakland A's owner, John Fisher, who doesn't care about the product. Not saying that. He'll still spend, but it's not going to be at this level. So that's where the development comes in. So we'll see what happens. All right. I'm going to get to the chat after this. Check out Gaglione Bros Famous Cheesesteaks and Garlic Fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website, gaglionebros.com, for their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. All right. So Eric says, yes, they should. By the way, obviously, the question should the Padres go after Heim Bloom? Eric says, yes, they should. Victor says, who is he? Was with the Rays was just the chief baseball officer for the Boston Red Sox, and he just got fired. Um, By the way, something that I'm appreciative of Peter Seidler about is that he does speak to a radio show, speak to the media, speaks with Kevin Acey. He does that. The Boston Red Sox owners, they were not there. They spoke to Heim Bloom this morning, I guess, according to Sam Kennedy, the Red Sox president. They spoke to him, told him that he was not going to be there anymore, all that. But they didn't go speak to the media. There's like no accountability for the owners of the Boston Red Sox. Henry and Werner. Those are the two owners there, I think. They don't speak to the media. Where at least Peter Seidler, I'm expecting him to at least, speak to the media after this season and say, this is unacceptable. We need to be better. We will try to get better. This was unacceptable for the fans. We apologize to the fans. I feel like that's what Peter's going to say at the end of this season. But that's not coming from the Red Sox. So I applaud Peter for that. I applaud Peter for speaking to Peter, for, excuse me, Peter speaking to Kevin Acey on July 1st in that Union Tribune piece. I didn't like everything that he said, definitely. I disagreed with a lot of the things Peter said about mediocre stability. He doesn't think this is mediocre stability even though that's what the major league track record would say. He thinks AJ is excellence, not going anywhere. Obviously, I didn't like that. He didn't have to go that far. He didn't have that same level of enthusiasm, it didn't seem, for Bob Melvin. But at least he's speaking publicly, you know, because that is your voice to the fans that are giving you money. So there's a little tangent I just went off of. But, yeah, I was watching that on MLB Network this morning, and I was like, why are they leaving Sam Kennedy the president? That's like that would be like the Padres leaving Eric Grubner out there when a, if AJ's gone, leaving Eric Grubner out there to answer questions and Peter Seidler's not there. Like what?
Charlie says, Ben going with the moniker, a man's trash is another man's treasure. Well, again, I, I think it's important to note some of the circumstances that Heim Bloom was put in with the Red Sox. Like, it wasn't totally fair to Heim Bloom. And will there, will there be restrictions with the Padres? Let's say in a magical world, I don't see it happening, but let's say in a magical world, Heim Bloom is a, the Padres' president of baseball ops and AJ's gone. He will still have restrictions, but he will have a bigger payroll than what the Red Sox had. Passon also, he put out a tweet earlier today about the Red Sox payrolls. Over the 15-year stretch during which the Red Sox won four World Series, here were the Red Sox payroll ranks in those years. Second, second, third, and first. The Red Sox did not have that with Heim Blue. They did not have that, right? Preller, he's had that, and this is what has happened. We don't know what would have happened with the Red Sox, let's say, if Heim Bloom had that. If Heim Bloom has that with the Padres, you know, let's say a top five payroll or even a top 10 payroll, top eight, seven, eight, whatever. Over the last four years, Red Sox have been under the, the competitive balance tax threshold three times. Their payroll this year is 11. So not even the, in the top third of baseball as the Boston Red Sox. I think the Padres could be top 10 going into next year. So yes, there still restrictions will be had for Heim Bloom if he comes in. Just like I think if Preller stays, which I think he will, there will be restrictions on AJ, I think, a little bit. You're not going to be able to give another $280 million contract to a dude that probably shouldn't be getting $280 million 11 years for, right? Like, that's not going to happen this offseason. I'd like to see Heim Bloom, you know, get a little bit more freedom with the Padres than what he got with the Red Sox. That, that's how I feel about it. Ivan says, this is just sad. Imagine thinking Bloom is a good option and not even knowing his full story in Boston. Just stop. What am I missing in Boston? Please let me know. What am I missing about Boston? This was all Bloom's fault. Trading Mookie, it was all Bloom's fault. Not bringing back Bogarts was all Bloom's fault. Ownership gave him full approval to go give Mookie bets a $300 million contract, a $350 million contract. Ownership gave him a full approval to pay Xander Bogarts 200 mil, 250 or whatever. No. Yes, I get that, Ivan. The, the, the trade, Verdugo, by the way, at the time, getting Verdugo back, he was a big prospect for the Dodgers. I, I don't know if they considered him a prospect at the time because he was at the big league level, but he was one of their like young star outfielders, right? Or could be a star in the future, right? Like. He was up there. And so that was a star coming back, a potential star, right? And Jeter Downs, Connor Wong, yeah, that didn't work out that great. I get that. But they weren't going to win the Mookie Betts trade. It just wasn't going to happen. Charlie says, I'm giving Heim Bloom way too much credit for running the Rays organization. It was always Andrew Friedman that was the driving force of the Rays organization. I get it, Andrew Friedman was. But Heim Bloom, was there after Andrew Friedman. And Heim Bloom was a big part of the success of the Tampa Bay Rays with Friedman and when Friedman left. 
Friedman left for the Dodgers way before, years before, Heimbloom left for the Red Sox. And you're saying Heimbloom didn't have a voice? I mean, again, it's been reported he created the Rays Way player development handbook. And look at all the development, all of the developing they've been able to do there in Tampa Bay. And that's what I feel like this Padres organization is missing. Like, that's part of the problem. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Devin says, I like James Click more than Heim Bloom. Some fishy feeling I have with Bloom doesn't sit with me. I don't know what, but I don't know if it's the right move. I do agree with you. Bloom was not at fault for his firing from the Red Sox. Red Sox ownership has been in question despite winning four World Series in their tenure. Yeah, Red Sox fans do not like ownership. They don't spend enough money. I think some question if they care. We don't have that question with Peter Seidler, and that's, that's something I'm thankful for. But I do feel like he has, he's too loyal to A.J. Preller, it feels like. Like, blind loyalty. I want to work for someone that is loyal and believes in me, but that feel, it feels like it's too much with A.J. So we'll see what happens. James Click, I would be open to. If you don't want Bloom, I'd be open to James Click. And there's some other GM candidates that are being floated out there, like Brandon Gomes with the Dodgers for, for the Red Sox I'm talking about. Like, again, that goes back to taking people from successful organizations and bringing them to your organization. Sid Medjdel, I think is his name, with the Orioles, that's mentioned. Um, obviously, Brandon Gomes with the Dodgers. Someone with the Braves, I forget his name, but that was mentioned. And that, if it's not someone like James Click, Bloom, Theo Epstein, if he's not going to go back to the Red Sox, he's not going to go to another, especially the Padres. I don't see that happening. So... I'm not even mentioning, I don't even want to mention Theo Epstein. That's just not going to happen. Um, but if it's not one of Click or Heimbloom or another big name guy, taking someone from an organization that knows what they're doing, that's the most logical thing, right? Uh, I don't think that they're going to get to that point because I don't think AJ is going to be leaving. But I think it's an interesting conversation to have. You know, another organization today, the Boston Red Sox realizing we got to go in another direction. The White Sox have realized that. The Mets, sort of, like they cleared out a lot of people in that Mets front office. Not Billy Epler, but people below him. Development and scouting, I believe. Realizing we got to change. They bring in David Stearns, who will have more resources, more freedom, and he had a lot of success with the Milwaukee Brewers with less freedom, probably less resources. And again, that's kind of how I feel about Heim Bloom. Like, give him that shot. So, I don't think it's going to happen, but we'll see. Another organization decides to change course. Will the San Diego Padres do it? Not so sure. Don't think so. Wouldn't bet on it. Wouldn't hold my breath on it, but we'll see. All right, that's Talking Friars episode 468. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Whether that's live on YouTube, replay on YouTube, the podcast platforms. Thank you so much. Padres A's, that series starts up on Friday. 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It would be such a Padres thing for them to lose this series. They beat the Dodgers. They lose an A's series. That would be so Padres. But uh, maybe they go win this series in Oakland. You know, Bob Melvin's return to Oakland. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, it's going to be a fun San Diego sports weekend. There's a lot of stuff going on. So I'll be back probably on Sunday after the Padres A's game with the next live show. So there you go. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day.